Welcome to the Doulos Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Well, I got to tell y'all something. I love my family. I got to go visit my dad last weekend. That's why I wasn't here. He lives in Florida. We got to spend the weekend together. I've got my mom, my brother, sister, grandma, some family here in Texas. I've always been close to my family, but as I've grown up, I've realized a couple things. I've realized that I'm not sure my parents have always told me the truth about everything. Um, There's a couple things. There's certain things that, that I've kind of just chosen to believe because they've said it to me that might have been more fiction than fact, and uh, maybe you can relate. Maybe you're like me. Uh, I'm going to take a poll. We're going to raise our hands. If I'm going to say a statement, and if you've heard that statement from your parents too or somebody growing up, I want you to raise your hand, all right? First one, sitting too close to the TV will ruin your eyesight. Yeah, most of us, yeah. Same here, except now we have TVs bigger than ever before, so Either that's not true or all of us can't see and we need TVs that big. Um, Second one, if you cross your eyes, they'll get stuck that way. Or if you roll your eyes, they'll get stuck in the back of your head. Yeah, okay, let me make eye contact with some people, okay. I've rolled my eyes, you can still see them. I'm not sure that one's too true. Um, How about this one? If you swallow a watermelon seed, you'll grow a tree in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. That one might be true. I need to stop eating watermelons. Um, What about this? If you've swallowed gum, it's going to stay in your body for how long? Seven years. We've all heard that. Yeah. More like 24 hours, but biology, it's fine. Drinking coffee will stunt your growth. Yeah. Jordan, is that what happened to you? I'm just kidding. It's Jordan's birthday. I told him I'd pick on him a little bit. Happy birthday, Jordan. Yeah. All right, how about this? If you keep making that face, your face is going to get stuck that way. Yeah? Let's all try it. No? Yeah. You can't go swimming until after at least 30 minutes after you're done eating? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it might be true, but I've never drowned after jumping in the pool. That's fine. Uh, How about this one? Kind of gross, kind of PG, seventh grade and up. If you pee in the pool, there's red dye and then everybody's going to know who peed. You ever heard that? I have. That's never been in any pool I've swam in. That's all I'm going to say. All right, last one. (laughs) This one might be like my all-time favorite, but like the saddest. Your dog went to go live on the family farm where they're going to have so much more room to go run and play. Anybody else heard that one? Yeah. I just want to know, why can I not go visit the farm? That's what... All of these things are things that that myself and a lot of us have heard at some point growing up. And and no matter how crazy some of them sound, most of the time we choose to believe them because, well, we believe what we want to believe. And that's the whole focus of today's message. The title of today's message is, We Believe What We Want, because for most people... That's the truth. Over the last couple weeks, we've kept this same theme. We started with we do what we want, looking at how the the content we consume really consumes us. Uh, Last week, we tackled the topic of we hear what we want, looking at how we engage with people we disagree with. 
You know, when, when we look at all of the polarizing topics in our world today, Christians should be the one to set the example on what it looks like to disagree with somebody, but still choose to love them, still, still have a good conversation with them that, that hopefully might even point somebody back to Jesus. I think we still have some work to do with that one, but uh, today is all about what we believe. You see, the truth is that our world will try to convince us of all kinds of different things that we need to believe. No matter the topic, you can find somebody with an opinion on it. In fact, you'll have somebody with an opinion way over here and somebody with an opinion way over there. Many times we have options of like what we choose to believe, but, but there's also people that just kind of want to instill their beliefs on us. A side note, I watched a documentary when I was traveling last week called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. Most of you probably already watched it. But it's kind of crazy to think about how, like, just social media, how social media can be used to, to determine what we believe. You know, if we see something enough times, we might believe we can actually grow a watermelon in our stomach by eating a watermelon seed, right? They, they use all kinds of things. It's crazy. But back to this topic, this idea of we believe what we want to. It's life or death. You see, what you believe now will be the roadmap to your future. I'll show that to you in two simple points. The first one's this. What you believe determines what you do. Now, don't get that mixed up, okay? A lot of times we allow what we uh, do to determine what we believe, right? Right? We say things like, I know the Bible says this, but, or I know I shouldn't, but I believe this instead. You see, instead of dealing with issues in our life, instead of dealing with sin in our life, we choose to allow what we do to now determine what we believe. You see, what we believe doesn't need to change. Instead, what needs to change is what we do. You know, it's called justifying our sin. And when we get that backwards, when we try to justify what we do, we'll change what we believe instead of changing what we're doing. You see, every action you, you and I take is a reflection of what we believe. I'll prove it to you. When you get in a car, you believe that it'll get you from point A to point B efficiently, safely. When you, when you study for a test, you believe that you can memorize enough of what's gonna be on that test the night before, some of you guys, the class before, in order to pass that test. When you go work out, you believe that putting in the time and effort to work out will eventually get you to a place where you're healthier, you might look better, you might have a better you know, social status, whatever you might believe about working out, you believe that there's something that's gonna happen if you go and work out enough. Every action is a reflection of what we believe. In the middle of this pandemic, you can look at all the, the different issues going on, mask wearing, going out in public. What you believe will determine what you do. You've learned that. If you don't believe masks work in keeping the virus from spreading, or you believe that masks do more harm than good, well, then you're simply not going to wear masks unless you're, you're forced to. On the other side, if you believe that, that consistently wearing a mask is what's caught, kept you from catching COVID, then you're going to wear it right? It's, it's that simple. Everything you do is based on a belief, especially when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. 
See, one of the simplest definitions I've heard for the word faith is belief in action. See, belief is more than just paying lip service to something. You can't just say you believe something and then not do anything to back it up. We've used this illustration before. I believe this stage will hold me. So guess what? I'm standing on it. You all believe that the seat that you're sitting in will hold you. So guess what? You're putting some faith in it and you're gonna sit down and it's holding you, right? You believe, or because you believe, you do. I think that was the heart behind what James was talking about in James chapter two. If you have your Bibles, open up there real quick. James talks about putting faith into action, starting in verse 14. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of, them says, one of, one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them things that they need for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. See, you might choose to believe that it's 95 degrees outside, sunny, warm, feels good, but that's not gonna help your friend that comes to you and says, man, I'm really cold. Just because you have faith that, that the sun's shining, that it's warm outside, doesn't help meet their physical needs. You might believe that, that, that hey, I read in the, the Old Testament that, that bread, that meat fell from the sky, that God provided, and so all of the hungry people I see, well, God can just have bread and meat fall from the sky again. But that might not meet their daily needs like right in front of you there. Your faith has to be backed up with action. James goes on to say, but, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. You know what separates us from being like the demons? Putting our faith into action. Putting action behind your beliefs. You see, it's one thing to believe in Jesus, even the demons do that. It's another thing to let those beliefs determine what you do. Uh, have you ever heard of people wearing tinfoil hats, right? Sounds kind of crazy, okay? As crazy as that sounds, that was like a real thing. Back in 1926, author Julian Huxley wrote a fictional science story um, called The Tissue Culture King. And he talked about how caps of metal foil would protect you from telepathy. Since then, people have been taking this science fiction story and applying it to their real lives by making hats out of tin foil or aluminum foil. And the thought now is that the hat uh, protects you from like electromagnetic fields, from mind control, from mind reading, from like aliens, paranormal beings, uh, from radiation, from so many different things. Here's the deal. These people are crazy, okay? Uh, they're delusional. Most of them probably have like some kind of legitimate like mental illness, but nonetheless, what they believed that, that aluminum foil hats would protect them from something that they can't see, what, what they believed was, was, was enough for them to, to put this into action, no, no matter how crazy it was. So you and I need to be mindful of the things that, that we believe, the things that, that we trust. That's the whole point of this series. 
We, we need to be mindful of the things that we allow to, to influence us, the things that we allow ourselves to watch, to see, to, to think about, to believe. Because if we believe what everybody on social media posts, if we believe what, what every celebrity might say, we might go back to putting tinfoil hats on our heads to protect ourselves from aliens. See, I would challenge you to think about the things that you are like firm in your beliefs, right? Think, think about the things that you go, man, this is what I believe on this issue, whatever that issue is. And I would challenge you whether that's, whether that's climate control, whether that's aliens, whether that's trusting people, whether that's love, relationships, whatever that might be, to write down what it is you believe and why you believe that, that specific thing. Then do some digging, do some research on where, where that belief came from uh, for you. Is it founded in biblical truths? Is, is it found anywhere in the Bible? Or was it somebody's opinion that, that you've allowed to, 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 to think on so much that now you're starting to believe it? Because what you believe determines what you do. Second thing is who you believe determines who you become. You know, by the time you're a junior high or a high schooler, uh, you begin to think about what you want to become when you grow up, right? For me, I wanted to be a professional football player. I know. I started playing when I was five years old. I didn't stop playing until I graduated high school, um, but there was a reason I stopped playing when I graduated high school, right? Like in junior high, I still believed I could be a professional football player. Like all the way up until I was like 25, my dad tried to continue to convince me, son, you're going to hit your growth spurt. I've been five foot eight and a half-ish since then, okay? It's not happening. I'm going to be 30 next year. The growth spurt isn't happening. So that was out of the picture. Then I thought about being a cop or a firefighter. I thought about, uh, I wanted to, to serve people. I wanted to help people. I wanted to give back. I respect what cops and firefighters do every day. The fact that they go out and they put their life on the line for, to, to serve complete strangers. And I thought that'd be really cool to do. By the end of my senior year, I settled on marine biology. Doesn't really go with any of those. Here's the reason. I love fish. I love the ocean. I love water. Pretty much anything that swims. And I was like, yeah, I can be passionate about that. Then one summer night in 2009... Uh, a few months after I graduated high school, God used a CIY speaker to speak directly to my heart. And that night, I knew that, that although his words were for everybody, that God was using him to, to call me into ministry. Um, I had a burden on my heart unlike anything else. And from that night forward, I believed that God had called me to something. I didn't know what it all would look like. I didn't have all of the details. Looking back 11 years now, um, I, would, I had no clue what these 11 years would consist of, but I knew that God had called me to, to be somebody that he can use to work in his church. Uh, I would challenge you to think about that for, for yourself. What is it that, that, that you want to become? Who is it that you want to become? The reality is, junior high and high schoolers, you will probably change what your profession is gonna be or what you're looking to become one day um, many times through the next couple of years. Even through college, you'll be like, eh, I don't really wanna do this. But who is the person that you wanna become? Who is the kind of person you want to be? 
Is it a, a teacher? Is it a lawyer? Is it a football player? Is it a pastor? Or is it, and I want to be somebody that God can use no matter where I'm at. Um, they say, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I believe that to an extent because if you follow your friends, you know, you tend to look more and more like your friends. If you follow what the culture says and what our world says, you tend to look more and more like the rest of the world. That only leaves us with one logical choice if we're going to look like Jesus, right? We need to follow his ways. We need to do things the way that Jesus would do them. You see, who you choose to elevate in your life is who you begin to emulate. That's, that's, that's who you begin to look like. Whoever matters the most, whatever matters the most to you, is going to be reflected in the life that you live. If your whole focus is to, to look cooler for your friends, you're going to look cooler for your friends. If your whole fo- focus is to, to be like that celebrity, man, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices to become like that celebrity. But if your focus is to honor God, to, to be more like Jesus, what does that look like? Ephesians chapter 5 starts with these two verses. He says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, last night, most of our country celebrated a holiday of imitation, right? Everyone puts on costumes, we put on masks, and our whole goal is to go have some fun and come home with a big old bag of candy. If I had to guess, I would bet that there are some people in our world waking up today feeling like imitators, having to fake it so that they don't look like the mistakes that they made yesterday. You see, I believe that we are called to something greater than that. Jesus says that that we are to imitate him, that we are to look like him. That looks like walking in love and sacrificing for others. Jesus calls us to something so much greater than just trying to fit in with everybody else around us. And not only does he call us to it, but he set the example for it, right? First Peter chapter two says that for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. You see, Jesus suffered for you and for me. What that's talking about is the cross, right? He willingly went to the cross in our place. He willingly took a beating. He he took a punishment that he did not deserve so that we wouldn't have to face that. See, we don't have to settle for fake relationships and fake faith if we follow the path that Jesus has set for us if we follow his example. No, I believe wholeheartedly living for Jesus means that you go out and you love people and you make sacrifices for others, just like Jesus did for you and for me. See, John put it this way. He said, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So I'd ask you, how are you walking today? Do the steps that that you are taking lead you to the same place that Jesus would go? You see, if what we believe determines who we become, then what do you believe about Jesus? Is Jesus the guy that motivates you to do some good sometimes when people are around so they see that you're doing good and it makes you feel good? Okay. Is Jesus the guy who sometimes uh, has some like encouraging words for you and uh, when you're down, 
he can lift you up and make you feel good for a while. Is Jesus a person in history who some people like, some people dislike, and some people don't know what to believe? Uh, what do you believe about Jesus? Because what you believe about Jesus will affect every part of who you are to become. See, when I wake up in the morning, there are some certain things that I believe about Jesus that affects how I live the rest of my day. I believe that Jesus gave his life on the cross in my place so that I don't have to take that same punishment. I believe that I am not who the world says I am, but who my creator says that I am. I believe I can do way more with Jesus than I could ever do on my own. I believe I have victory over anything that the enemy can throw at me. I believe I have a purpose, a calling, a mission. I believe God is for me and not against me. I believe God is in control despite anything or despite how crazy things might look around me. I also believe that the best days for this youth ministry are in front of us and not behind us. And when I look at you guys and I look at the future that, that we have right in front of us, I wholeheartedly believe that God's gonna continue to amaze us over and over again. What do you believe? More than that, who do you believe in? See, I think there's two main groups of people in this room today. I think there's a group of you that at some point in your life have given your life to Jesus and, and are now are trying to navigate what it looks like to, to be a Christian who, who lives for Jesus while also just being a teenager and all the pressures that the world puts on you. I know that it's not always easy. I know that there's times when the easy option is right there in front of us, the, the option to just give in and do what everybody else is doing. And to not do that is definitely not gonna be the easy route. But I can tell you it's worth it. I can tell you that, that, that Jesus wants you to put him first. That if you believe in him, if you lean on the things that you know to be true about your relationship with Jesus, about what he has done for you, I believe you'll make it through these junior high and high school years. You'll continue to, to live for him. You'll, you'll reach people for him. That God will continue to use you to reach your friends throughout the rest of your life. For others of you today, my guess is you're sitting there feeling a little bit of, of tension. You don't know that, that you have a real relationship with Jesus. You don't know what that really looks like. You, you do know that there's something greater out there than just living for yourself. And you've got questions and you've got doubts and you've got worries and you've got fears. And if that's you, we're gonna take communion here in a second. And I wanna challenge you to talk to one of our adults in the back don't let fear be the reason that you don't let God work out some things in your life today. Like, I promise you, you know the, 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 the drill. Everybody's gonna take their communion. Everybody's gonna go to the back and throw away their cup. You can stay back there and talk to one of our adults. Nobody's gonna think twice about it. Nobody's gonna go, hey, look at that. I thought they were right with Jesus. Look at them. Nobody's gonna think about any of that. Instead, and we're gonna be thankful that, that God is working in your life today. So let's pray together. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.